Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. human being was imperfect, a mess. And so he left heaven and put skin on and came so that we could be reconciled, so that all things could become new, so that having been made new by his spirit entering into us and that process of transformation beginning in our lives, we could become ambassadors and say to other people, you need Jesus, you need God in your life. He loves you so much that He died for you. God called you to be part of His family so you can tell others about the saving grace found in His Son, Christ Jesus. Pastor Robert will ask you today, how are you salt to the world? Not everyone has been called to be a pastor, but we are all called to share God's love. You can do this without an occupation change. Let the Lord use you right where you are. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. When they're truly reconciled to Jesus. You know, there's a there's a big push today. That word's being redefined. There's, there's, you know, you read all about reconciling ministries and reconciling churches. And what they mean by that is that you can stay in your sin and we will accept you just as you are and tell you that nothing is wrong with you. That's not love. That's a lie. Do you understand? There's so many churches that, are the, the, you know, the, the, the liberal churches that are twisting the scriptures, leaving out sections, just completely obliterating the Word of God for the sake of political correctness many times and a misunderstanding of what love is. I had a lengthy conversation with, a, with a, another pastor a few years ago, and you know this, this lady was trying to explain to me, you know, we're a reconciling congregation. I said, well, so are we. I mean, 2 Corinthians says that's what we're supposed to do. But what do you mean by that? And, and, you know, she went on to explain that they don't believe that homosexual behavior is sin. I'm like, how do you get that out of the Bible? How do you get that? And, of course, you know, they believe that it's all been perverted and twisted and redefined and so forth. But all you have to do is read it in black and white and go back and look at what, what's actually stated in the Bible, in the Greek language, in the Hebrew language. It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Not Listen, listen, not because God hates anybody, not because we hate anybody. It's just exactly the reverse. What the Bible teaches is that every human being is broken, imperfect, sinful, and needs to be recreated, and that our Creator is eager to do that. He's eager to do it. 
Anybody who will admit, I I need to be recreated, he will do that. I admitted it. I have issues that I can't fix. I need you to recreate me. I need you to change me. I need you to make me alive. I need to be recreated. The Bible says that every human being does. And that recreation is the reconciliation. Do you understand that? It's the re- when God puts his spirit inside a human being, they are thereby reconciled to God. If he doesn't put his spirit inside that individual, then they've not been reconciled to him. They can do all of the religious activities that, that they want to do, but they've not been reconciled. And there are a lot of people walking around calling themselves Christians who don't have the Holy Spirit living inside them. They've not been reconciled to God. They're just doing religious stuff. They don't have that personal, intimate relationship with the Lord. They're they're not hearing His voice speaking into their hearts every day. And and He wants that so much with them. That's why we have to hold the line. Do you understand? It's not a matter of altering behaviors. It's not a matter of getting everybody to agree with us or changing other people's behaviors. That's not the point. We have to hold the line because it's life or death. Reconciliation means that you've moved from death to life, that you were not in Christ and now you are, that His Holy Spirit was not leading you and guiding you and recreating you and transforming you, and now He is inside you doing exactly that. But one who persists in saying, oh, I don't need that. How dare you call me a sinner? Well, you're on your own. We have to admit I need to be recreated. Please, God, I need to be recreated. Change me. And he will. Not not like that, you know. I mean, the Bible says we have to crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. It's the first thing he said, deny himself. See, we're told by our society, you have to, you can't, you can't deny who you are. You have to be true to yourself. Jesus said that's a lie you got to be true to Him. You have to deny yourself because you're a wreck. That's the only reason Jesus had to come. Every human being was imperfect, a mess. And so He left heaven and put skin on and came so that we could be reconciled, so that all things could become new, so that having been made new by His Spirit entering into us and that process of transformation beginning in our lives, we could become ambassadors and say to other people, you need Jesus. You need God in your life. He loves you so much that he died for you. It's not supposed to be like that, wagging our fingers in people's faces. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn anybody. They're already condemned. I'm trying to rescue them. I came to save. He sends us to save, not to condemn, to save. And so there's a balance in there somewhere that we have to walk. That we're there saying, this is truth, and this is love, and this is reconciliation. And he offers it freely. He paid for it so that you can have it. He loves you. But we're not going to change the Word of God because you don't like what it says. We're, we're not going to alter truth because it troubles you to confront the reality that you're not already perfect. None of us is. And if you and I will live in obedience 
to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, our lives will serve as light by which they can see what a redeemed person looks like. Not perfect, not perfect, but being changed. And see, that's, that's your mission. We asked that question on Tuesday night. What's your mission? That's your mission. Now, I believe God wants to get much more specific with you than that, but that's your mission, that people would be drawn to him by the light of your life. Let your good works so shine before men, right? Jesus said that. So that they, they, you know, they, they, they see the brilliance of your life. And glorify your Father. See your good works. And glorify Him. Why does He have you here? You and I see... I hope you can hear the tone, the heart behind what I'm saying. We need to stop focusing primarily on what we're against. And instead be focused on what we're for. Work on those things that we're for. Where do you fit into that? Where do you fit into this, this mission of leading people to God, this mission that, that he says we as a family are supposed to be engaged in, this mission we are engaged in? Leading people to the answers, to the freedom, to the forgiveness, to you know, leading people to him. Where do you fit into that? You see, here's the thing. It doesn't really matter the specific job that He gives you to do. What matters is that He gave it to you to do it. So do it until He gives you another one. Do something until He gives you the next thing, right? And lest I be misunderstood, see, I'm, I'm, neither am I promising that it's going to be all smooth sailing, champagne and chocolate, you know. Your, your coworkers may not all rally around you and salute and be all excited about your newfound determination to be known as a Christian. Jesus said, it's probably not going to work out that way. In John 15, 20, Jesus said, remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. The book of Hebrews contains a unique passage that is many times referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives us a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result, or with having each step laid out for them. It wasn't easy, and these icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. God used them, though, to accomplish great things in their time, and to set in motion pockets of kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. Did you know that you too can be counted in God's Hall of Faith? Today, you can choose to place Jesus first in your life. Even if you don't know where the road is leading, faith isn't easy, but Jesus is the greatest guide. 
We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today, and we'd like to tell you how you can listen to more of Pastor Robert's messages. Here's Tracy to share how you can subscribe to our podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you for listening to today's edition of Main Thing Radio.